may be a theme today. <laughs> Just a little bit. Good morning. It's Risenstein. It's Victory 91.5. Hopefully you're you're following along on the blog at victory.radio as Ray Haynes is in teaching on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. We're in the sixth part today, or sixth part right now, Jesus the Great High Priest. Yeah. You know, when we were here for Rosh Hashanah, uh, one of the things I mentioned was that the number nine, Tate, uh, one of the things it represents is being surrounded. And I really think that song is... Wow. Is the theme of this year? Wow! And even as I mean, we can't even come to Yom Kippur and that song plays without uh, all, all I hear is nothing. It's as strong as your blood. Mm. I mean, my goodness! I have a kind of a theory. This is just me, but you know, you wonder sometimes why Lucifer decided to, you know, obviously go out of his mind to try to ascend to the throne of God. But you know what? All you have to do is stop and think of all the things we're talking about today. When God in in creation, beyond the angels, created the sanctuary in heaven with an access to the throne and put himself right in the middle of it and put himself appearing to be weak mm. as a lamb. I mean, it, it's it's an enticement that, that uh, Lucifer couldn't resist. And, of course, he didn't comprehend the strength of that lamb <laughs> in his weakness. Or the, he forgot the, the lion part. <laughs> a little, little detail. Well, nothing is as strong as his blood. He, mm. he didn't anticipate that. And so as we step into the sanctuary in heaven, and, and so that we can see properly for the Day of Atonement, the sanctuary down here, Hebrews 4 introduces us to Jesus in heaven functioning as the high priest. And he's in the heavenly sanctuary, just like the priests of old in the tabernacle, just as Moses did. So here's the verses, and this we're going to be Hebrews 4, and they're going to run through Hebrews. Therefore, since we have a, high, a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So what we're looking at here is God open up that veil so that the mercy seat is now a mercy seat instead of a judgment seat for us. Mm. Here's what it says of earthly priests. They serve in a sanctuary that is a copy and a shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build a tabernacle, see to it, you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. Because all we can do is operate in the shadow. And then Hebrews 9, Jesus takes us right up with him into the heavenly tabernacle. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves. Now, he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption so that we may serve the living God. In other words, when you see Jesus seated in heaven, he's the veil, no longer in the way, but now he's your access. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 10, check out this for shadows. It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am. It's written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, my God. This is a covenant I'll make with them after this time, says the Lord. I'll put my laws in their hearts, and I'll write them on their minds. And then he has their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we've received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. So there are no more daily sacrifices or any other kind of sacrifices since Jesus replaced them all and fulfilled them all. So only drawing near to him can clean you. So if you go live in sin, you're out of luck. There's only one remedy for you, Jesus. Boom, that's it. What did John see? This door open for the Day of Atonement? After these things... <coughs> Sorry, so much sinus stuff these days. What did he see? After these things I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice, which I heard, was like a trumpet, talking with me, saying, Come up here, and I'll show you things which must take place after this. It's Revelation 4. So the trumpet plus everything else he sees, tells us it's the Day of Atonement. This is not a door into heaven that John was looking into heaven through, like on the earth, but rather a door inside the heavenly sanctuary that's open. The ancient sanctuary had a courtyard and two rooms. The courtyard you come into for sacrifices. There's a bronze altar, burnt offerings, large basin for washing. Outer room was called the holy place. You got the showbread, a table with two stacks of bread. The lampstand, golden altar, that's uh, for offering incense or prayers. So that's everything God has done to save us from our sins. Inner room is the most holy place. The Ark of the Covenant, two stone tablets inside that for the, the law. The Ark was a mercy seat with two cherubim, the angels spreading their wings above it. And this was the throne of God where he appeared between the cherubim. The high priest entered just once a year for the Day of Atonement. So that's the only time that door was ever opened, once a year. Wow. So if John looks in, we already know Day of Atonement. Mm -hmm. So there's two doors, one into the holy place, the other into the most holy place. Based on what he saw, the door standing open in heaven was that door between the two rooms open for the Day of Atonement. The earthly sanctuary has two basic types of service, a daily or a continual, and the yearly. So what happened on the Day of Atonement is the yearly one. Then you have the daily one. So twice a day, a lamb was offered as a burnt offering while the high priest offered incense. In addition, whenever someone sinned, he was to bring his own sacrifice to the sanctuary, lay his hands on the animal's head, confessing its sin, then kill the animal before the Lord, every single person for every single sin. The priest took some of the blood into the sanctuary, sprinkled some in front of the veil between the holy place and the most holy place. Some he put on the horns of the altar of incense, and some he poured out at the base of the altar of burnt offering. I want you to remember where he put the blood, because that's really important. It comes into play later on. And we'll continue uh, with more from Ray Haynes. Teaching on Yom Kippur, it's Rise and Stein, it's Victory 91.5. Go to victory.radio, click on blog, and you can follow along too. In the 14th chapter of John,